Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mornings on the game means more of the morning shift. Nice. (laughs) On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Eat it! 701! The morning shift. Mike and Squid hanging out with you. Uh, this hour brought to you by Zero Res, smart, lasting, clean. We talked about it last, uh, before this break. Dylon was uh, educating me on Lil Dicky, and yet I tried to give him the benefit of that. I'm like, well, you obviously know who Weird Al Yankovic is. He's like, no, nah, I don't know who that is. You have, there is a whole. There is a whole pile of content that Dylon now has to consume uh, as far as Weird Al Yankovic goes. Basically, there's a song made from like 1985 <laughs> to 19- years. He, he, he basically made like this is this is Eat It, which is based clearly off Beat It. Beat it. Um, and he's wearing the fat suit in the music yeah. video. Yeah. Oh, dude, oh, it's so, so funny. He, he, you look back, I actually saw him in concert. At um, Chastain one time. Oh yeah, it, 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 he he's a weird weird dude, but but he was very talented. So. You want to talk about finding a niche in the market? You know oh, what I mean? brilliant! He, brilliant. There was nobody like that guy for the longest time. There was nobody else doing satirical music. No, it's brilliant. And um, he's dude. He's and it's easy to sit back and make fun, but to to take a song and rewrite it to to make it rhyme with the original title uh and 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 just be able to do that and then yeah it's 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 definitely a niche and and I think there's some uh some real brilliance to it but you know it's not for everybody and okay that's cool I'm trying to remember who who played him in the movie cuz it's uh, is it Daniel Radcliffe is that is that do you mean Harry I'm, Potter yeah well that's Daniel Radcliffe I'm trying to think uh he's also in the worst yeah it was Daniel Radcliffe he's also in the Harry worst Potter. movie I've ever seen what's that um, it's called Swiss Army Man. Daniel Radcliffe's in a movie mm. called Swiss Army Man. Never saw it. Oh, it's my neighbor. My neighbor. We had just started hanging out. Uh, this was years ago, and he's like, "Hey, man, a really good movie I watched on HBO called Swiss Army Man. You should you should watch it. Oh. Worst movie I've ever watched. I, it changes. Does it, it change your opinion on your friends when they give you a bad movie recommendation? No, because I knew that he did it. He did it, and when I said, "Hey, watch that movie." And he just started, he started laughing. laughing at you. He started laughing. At you. I was like, Andrew, it, that you happened jerk. to me one time with a, a Vince Vaughn movie. I don't even know what it's called, but Vince Vaughn was in prison and he was on like death row or something. And he has to like fight his way out of there. And it was the worst movie Have that you I've seen ever seen. That Milkman, I think it's the Milkman or something. Like Vince Vaughn is, 
he was like a donor or something, and now he's got like a thousand kids. Oh yeah, yeah, I have seen that actually. Yeah, it's not um, a very good movie either. Yeah, that's a weird, it's a weird name for it, anyways. <laughs> I think that's the name of it. I, I, I might be wrong. Vince Vaughn has a particular zone that that he is unbelievable in. He's, uh, but there's just other some some of the dramatic stuff. I'm like, no thanks. He just came out with one recently where he does a southern accent the whole time, and it's yeah. I can't see Vince Vaughn doing a southern accent. He I watched leave. it for ten minutes. I was like, no, I can't do this. You should leave that to Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Mm. Uh, anyways, we got to talk about this Falcons head coaching search, man, and the names just keep flying off. Ian Rapport. Uh, reported yesterday that Falcons reportedly are requesting second interviews with Ravens DC Mike McDonald, associate head coach and D-line coach Anthony Weaver. Uh, he also reported yesterday that the Falcons are going to have a second interview with Raheem Morris. So obviously we're up to, is it 14 still? Is, is the 14 the number still? Yes, I think. <laughs> um, I'm getting. It's unbelievable you have to think that long about it, man. Because that's that, but that's where we are in this coaching search. Right well, now. I'm getting, I'm getting now kind of caught up in. Wait a minute, that's not his first. That's his second. Right? Is that? Wait, no, no, yeah. no, no, that, no, that's no, that's his second. No, 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 that's his first. Wait a minute, was it his? You know, is it his third? Uh, apparently, you know, it's dude. I, I have never seen more people comment um on a coaching search than ever before than 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 this cycle and it's not I'm not just talking about ours I saw a report from somebody the other day that said uh, Jim Harbaugh is going for his second interview for the Chargers and essentially it's a done deal which is literally I saw that too flying his family out to yeah, out to LA which, which by the way I know the person puts that out and that guy he's he, he's his, if he's an insider then uh, then you're the GM. Then I'm yeah, because that guy used to that guy used to DM me for information, and I'm like, dude, I'm not feeding you anything. Like, well, who are you? Um, but it's funny because the same thing was said about Belichick. Oh, second interview, done deal. Probably just hashing out the uh, you know how 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 the front office is going to work, and and so and, and, and the Falcons have like five second interviews. Yeah, with uh, it would be six, and they also were planning on a seventh with. Brian Callahan, who was named the head coach of Tennessee Titans, uh, reportedly last night. So that would have been the seventh one. The sixth are Ravens DC Mike McDonald, uh, Anthony Weaver, obviously, like we just said, Ejiro Evero from the Panthers, Jim Harbaugh, Raheem Morris, and Bill Belichick. So that's six right there, and it would have been a seventh with Brian Callahan, uh, but obviously he is uh, off the market. So well, you never know because um, Mike Vrabel, who is yet to have his first, if I'm not mistaken, or he just had it, is. Um, one is is probably I would imagine he he'll he'll get a second interview. I like Vrabel. I went on Tom Abraham's show over in uh, Huntsville, I think. Yep. And he was asking about Vrabel, and I said, look, I think Vrabel's a great coach. But for all the the the, the criticism of what Belichick didn't do without Brady, for all that stuff, you know, what has Vrabel done the last couple of years without and, Arthur Smith? No. <laughs> Well, you, we joking, <laughs> jokingly, yeah. I know. Um, I know it's out there. Yeah, I mean, it's something you have to at least bring up. People, the the difference though to me, it, let me let me just stop and say this. the difference to me is that Bill Belichick had complete control over that roster from beginning to end of the of it being upside down the last four years. It doesn't sound like that was a situation up in Tennessee. Well, they was fighting over it. Right. There was a lot of push-pull, and it still shocks me that Derrick Henry never got moved, But which I'm thinking was a Mike Vrabel move, by the way. How many – but, you know, I guess what I would say back is, sure, but you're telling me the reason Vrabel's a good hire is culture. And if Vrabel couldn't get along with not one but 
reportedly two GMs in Tennessee. Why is he going to come here and get along with Terry Fontenot? Well, and, he and, got along with his players. And, and okay, but if you can't get along with the front office, it, it it's a bad it's a it creates a bad environment, and that's the same thing you're telling me of what he's going to create here. Also, what it. What about Mike Vrabel tells you that his his culture is going to be different than Arthur Smith's? Right. Well, that that's my biggest thing. I, I think it, here's where I'll come at it from a little bit of a player's perspective. I think you get a little bit more of a pass as a guy who obviously was a legendary football player in Mike Vrabel than sometimes you might have had if you're Arthur Smith. And that's legendary. It, that's either fair. I mean, he's in the Patriots Ring of Honor. I mean, he yeah, is a well, legendary football player. I think he legendary would be a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame. You don't think there's guys not in the Hall of Fame that are legendary? Uh, I mean, I think Vrabel was a good player on a good team. You're just trying. You're just. You're literally just trying to pull at me right now. I just don't think legend. I think legendary is a, a, a big uh, word. Roddy White, legendary football player. He's a Falcons legend. I don't think. I don't think there's a guy in Seattle saying that Roddy White was a legend. Michael Vick, love- is Michael Vick a legend? I think a lot of people view him as one. I think he, because no matter it, what you think about what his career ended up being, or if he's the greatest Falcon of all time, he is a legend. Of I the think Michael player. Vick is the greatest athlete that ever stepped foot on an NFL film. Then he's a legend. Field, but I'm not. Well, I didn't. I didn't say. But I don't. I love Roddy White. He's he's probably my favorite Falcon of all time. All I'm saying is, is I don't think guys on the other side of the country think him as a legend. Now he's a Falcons legend. He is the definition of a Falcons legend, uh, and I think. I think you that you could have pushed, and I don't think he would be successful. But you could have pushed, uh, you know, him looking, give him a Hall of Fame look. I but, just, I think if 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 your benchmark for legend is that be in the Hall of Fame, then I don't even know. I don't. We can just stop the conversation because that's just not true. I played with some legendary players, right? They're not all going to go in the Hall of Fame. Some of them, Patriots legend, I would say, yeah. Well, he's definitely a Patriots legend. Yes, he's, I agree. he's in the I Ring agree. of Honor. He just, I agree. And I think we're, that was we're, one of the whole big thing, right? We're, we're getting, getting off topic. We're definitely getting off topic, but I, I think to that point, I think as a player, when you when that guy walks in the locker room and you know that he did it at a very high level for a long time, you look at him with different eyes than you possibly would in Arthur Smith. That's not to say that he's going to have more success or less success, but that, I'm just saying you asked about locker room culture. That's what I think. My favorite coach in the NFL was Mike Tice, and I knew it because Mike Tice would step in front of us and go, I know this sucks, but you have to try to do it. Okay, right? but, but Mike Tice wasn't a legend. In the, in the NFL as a player. But, but see, here's the thing. You, the one thing we know about the Falcons was culture wasn't a problem. This whole thing that there was a culture issue in the locker room, there wasn't. No, there the wasn't. The players You're never right. quit for him. I think so, there's a culture issue in New Orleans. I, right? Oh, I 100% Massive culture completely agree by what we've seen. I think there's probably one in Carolina as well. But when we say he'll change the culture here, no. He won't. The only thing that truly changes a co- – like, when people say, well, he'll bring a winning culture. Well, he didn't the last two years in Tennessee. What changes the, the culture from a loser to a winner is, is winning only. Like, yeah. the, the, it's a, it's the, a, that's a valid point. The locker room wasn't in disarray here. We just weren't – we didn't have a couple of pieces that we needed and, 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 and mainly the most important position, and – we weren't winning games at the clip we needed to, but it wasn't like players were quitting and that kind of stuff. I just I think that we 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 get outside of it and then we start adding in that adding problems here that weren't problems. And I, I think a little bit of it is we talk the, the way we talk about things. I would I would make the argument just for argument's sake that there is an opportunity for him to bring a level of toughness 
and grit. Uh, when you look at the way his teams played, the way they ran the football, the way they we, – we were a successful running team under Arthur Smith. I don't know that it was the tough yards, right? And that's why everybody – you get inside the five-yard line and you run the jet sweeps and everybody's okay. up in arms. Let me say there this. There is a level of toughness and grit that I think Vrabel's teams have had that – you could use an uptick here in. We didn't have toughness up. We we ran for two hundred yards against. A, I just a, I literally just covered that. But I'm just saying, like, I, you know what? You know what people say when Arthur Smith came here? They bringing Derrick Henry with him. Okay, is Mike Vrabel bringing Derrick Henry with him? Because that's the. I don't po- know where Derrick Henry well, going. But that. But the point is, is that you can't say that that Mike that Arthur Smith was nothing but Derrick Henry, and then say that Mike Vrabel is. Is like, oh, he's this and he's that. I, and I'm not knocking Vrabel. I think the guy's a hell of a coach. And and he's an intense dude. And he's football mind and he was a good player. I just I get ca- I get caught up when we get over our skis about one guy because there's something we saw we liked about him and then we hammer another guy for the exact same reason. I just don't I, I don't think it's I don't think it's comparable to say that Arthur Smith is Mike Vrabel. I, would, I don't think it's I, even close. If you told me I had to pick between Mike Vrabel and Jim Harbaugh, you know who I'd pick? Mike Vrabel. I picked Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> I was like, "Are you trying to cross me over right now?" No, I'm not. I'm just. I'm being honest with you. I, I, I would pick. I would probably pick Jim too at this point you know, because he, you know, he's a builder of teams and roster management. But I, I would, I would love Vrabel too. What's the one thing that Jim Harbaugh has shown he can do that that Vrabel hasn't? Uh, adapt to his players and make and and, and and take a quarterback and make them better. Here's what I'll say: You've talked about not wanting to play caller as a head coach. This is your opportunity with Mike Vrabel. Just the other side. That, that's that's your opportunity, Mike Vrabel, coming as a head coach, yeah. and then to be a play caller. I agree. Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll continue this NFL talk. We got to talk about Ryan Nielsen, him headed to Jacksonville. What does that mean? And is one of the Atlanta Falcon superstars from last season possibly headed with him? I don't know. We'll try to break that all down on the other side. It's the morning shift, Sports Radio 929 game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Don't touch that dial. This is The Morning Shift. All of them are really, really hot. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to huddle up. Bring it in close. Bring it in close. The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings. Within the huddle on The Morning Shift. 
Get at the heart of the NFL with the In the Huddle podcast. Former offensive lineman Brian Baldinger and NFL insider Jason Lockenfora team up with the man who pulls no punches, Carl Dukes. They take you around the league and give you the inside scoop on the storylines that matter most and dive deep on the matchups that determine who wins and who loses. New episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Follow In the Huddle on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. We have to get to the Ryan Nielsen stuff uh, in just a minute, what that means for the Atlanta Falcons what that means for their personnel, uh, what that means for a possible head coaching solution. But first, one of the dominoes has fallen yesterday. The Tennessee Titans reportedly to hire Brian Callahan as head coach, the OC of the Cincinnati Bengals will take over up in Nashville. Is he bringing Joe Burrow with him? Uh, I I don't think he is. What about Jake Browning? I was going to say, I wouldn't (laughs) rule out Jake Browning. Uh, And obviously they feel like they have their guy, the the young gunslinger that is Will Levis, um, that, by the way, uh, has his helmet in Canton because of the game he had against the Atlanta Falcons right now. So yeah, yeah, again, um, again, yeah, again, Brian Nelson defense. Um, which people remind you, I, look, I hate when people say that because I think it discredits the coach and and what the coach has been able to achieve when doing things. Yes, there's no there's no doubt that um, good players make coaches better, and there's no doubt that good coaches make good players better. Got to be a good marriage. Um, I. I it seems to be they're going to complete opposite where they was were, which was a defensive-minded guy. Now they're going with an offensive-minded guy. I'm assuming – I don't really know if him or Zach Taylor called plays, to be honest with you. Uh, I know that Zach Taylor was also an offensive-minded guy, but this is Bill Callahan's son, the, the, the Callahan that coached the Raiders to the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. O-line coach of the Browns right now. Uh, yeah, coached actually. Nebraska so. for a while. Uh, that was a debacle. Remember, he was supposed to take Nebraska into the 21st century or whatever of college football, <laughs> and they fired. Uh, that they, wasn't good. They fired. Uh, what was the little, was the little guy's name? Oh, God, uh, uh, he was it, up, was it, it wasn't Bo Pelini, was it? No, it was the guy that coached Ohio, Frank Solich. Oh, that's right. He coached yeah. Ohio for years. I think Bo Pelini came after uh, Bill Callahan did. Somewhere in there, Bo Pelini. But you know what? Bo Pelini was a good coach there. They just didn't like. Bo Pelini's You want to talk about somebody anger. who runs hot, man. Wow. That guy would uh, blow you the guys, top off of it. You guys think I'm aggressive? I mean. I actually kind of kind of favor, now that I think about it, just personality-wise and, and overall look. But Are you there? Did you hang up? This where you want to be? Okay, I'm just asking. This where you want to be? I'm sure that there's a, a comment coming in my way. I'm just saying. Y'all, uh, y'all both can yeah. run hot when you get upset. Yeah. Are you running hot right now? There's a Twitter Anyways, account called like Bo Pelini, uh, Bo Pelini's Bo cat. Pelini. It's Bo Pelini. Oh, Bo there, there used to be a Bo Pelini. But dude, oh man, like he would have him with like pet, he had him with a picture with a cat or something, and it was just, <laughs> and it was just so it was so good, it was so know. good. That was I, when Twitter was wholesome. <laughs> I, I, I here here's what I'll say. Um, I, I I'm I think this is a good move for Tennessee. I am glad that this is not the move the Falcons made. I just leave it at that, right? I'm I'm okay. They, they were reportedly going to do a second interview with Brian Callahan. I don't know how well the first one went, but I'm fine that he's not the guy that they're going with. Um, my next question would be, quickly, before we move on to Ryan Nielsen, if you are Bill Callahan and your son calls you and says, hey, Dad, need an O-line coach in Nashville, would you want to go work for your kid? Would you want to work? Well, remember Monty Kiffin did it. Yeah, when Lane was uh, got a job uh, at USC. Was, was it USC or the Raiders? I think job? Monty Kiffin was I at USC. Was, I thought it was the Raiders job. It might have been both. Honestly, um, could have been both. I'm pretty sure no, Monty was at USC though. I don't think so. I, I, I think that I. I think I would say to this. I would say, do you? 
Do you need me? Do you really feel like you need me? You don't want to go get your own people and do your own thing. You really, really think you need me? If you really, but Dad, I need somebody that I trust. Well, I hope at this point, at 39 years old, being a, the OC for the Bengals for the last five years, that he's got someone besides his dad in there, right. that he can trust. Yeah. Uh, but I think it, it would be a, it would if, if I thought that that he needed me so much. Uh, yeah, I would, but I would no. I don't want no. A punk brat? No, I ain't. You know that's what I'd call him. I, I, you a punk brat? I ain't come. I ain't gonna go. go do it on your hey, own. Hey kid, you don't want this smoke. Yeah, I mean, I'm bringing the thunder in old, there. Old Bill's gonna come in there and lay the hammer. Literally on been doing this longer than you've been alive, and I know yeah. that for a fact. But you know what? I would if, if my kid needed me. I'd be there in a heartbeat. Uh, you have job security. Say yeah. that much. That's you like don't worry about getting fired. If Sprinkles ever coaches a, a, a Chihuahua soccer team, and she's like, "I need you to come coach," I'd coach with her. <laughs> I'm not gonna leave that one alone. Ryan Nielsen. Hired as the Jaguars defensive coordinator. Obviously, he spent uh, last year as defensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons right here. Uh, six seasons before that as New Orleans defensive line coach. The question then becomes, and obviously, we enjoyed having him on the show. Thought he was an awesome great. awesome guy. Great. Um, th- this defense was much improved. Say what you want to about what they were in the end or what they gave up in fourth quarters or whatever it may be. They were much improved from where they were two years ago. So, And they also, their sack numbers went through the roof because he knew how to coach defensive line and how to get a pass rush. It's, Even without an elite edge rusher. It's funny how we forget what it was like before Ryan Nielsen was here. Uh, 21 sacks, doubles it, like you said. Puts you in almost every category inside the top 10. Yet we're remembering, oh, yeah, but, 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 but that one game where we couldn't score, they couldn't hold it, they couldn't hold them. That one game where they gave us multiple possessions inside the 20 and we kicked field goals, but they missed tackles. I, I, I saw a lot of revisionist history on what Ryan Nielsen wasn't when he was here. And that that really, that's the stuff that I can't stand. Because all year we didn't play complimentary football. And then in the very end, the last two games, they give up a lot of points and we're blaming the offense. I mean, excuse me, the defense and not the uh, the inability of the offense to score points. You know, we didn't score over 30 points all year, but we're going to blow the defense up on their couple of bad outings. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm not devastated. There was there was a very, very, very small percentage that this worked out any other way other than him leaving Atlanta. Right? It's, I, just not, it's just not what happens. Can I say this, though? The continuity that, that, that helps build rosters and helps build – we want to talk about a culture and all this garbage talk that everyone suddenly now wants to throw out. Oh, got to build this and that. There's the nothing culture. wrong with culture talk. Continuity, continuity is one of the biggest things when you have the right – and Ryan Nielsen is a good coach, and he's a good – he's a – he's – He's good for the locker room with mentality and culture and the continuity of having that. It, it does hurt. You're starting out your defense, and not to mention you brought in a few guys that played in his system. And Caden Ellis is a, was 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 phenomenal this perfect. year. He was perfect for his system. So he was perfect. So I, I think that sh- I think when we're getting on our high horses and saying what he was, and I think we should remember what he was. I I, I agree with that. I, I think the truth uh, lies somewhere in the middle of saying he was, you know, Hall of Fame level, and people that are saying, well, we didn't need him anyways. That's just not true either. I mean, he was yeah. he was a, he was a he was a good defensive coordinator, and he did things that we haven't seen here in a long time. What was the guy that was the the DC in Pittsburgh for like forty years? Dick LeBeau. Yeah, I'm not saying he's Dick LeBeau. <laughs> All right, but what I'm telling you is, is that he was a hell of a good right. coordinator, and he turned this defense into a top ten defense. Uh, real quick, do you think, in your mind, uh, and obviously we have no insight on this, but Clayus Campbell was on the on the border about playing one more year, anyways. If I'm Clayus, you obviously have roots in Jacksonville. You've been there before. 
that's a situation where, given the right circumstance, that's a team that has some firepower. If you're Clays Campbell, do you run it back and say, Ryan Nelson, I'm coming with you? That would I, I would, uh, I would I would I would hate to lose him here, but I just don't feel like with the coaching turnover that that he's going to want to be back in this situation. I, I think, I think it. I don't think it's just one or two factors. I think there's a whole list of determining. I think Calais has probably taken a look. He played great down the stretch. He's, he's probably, phenomenal. He's probably evaluating the last the next month of how he feels, knowing he just went through what what he did. Um, I think the owner. Has, has something to do with it as far as how the ownership group is and, and how he deals with them, with the community. It was a big deciding factor in him coming here. And I think the outlook of the team as well. And don't forget who the head coach is moving forward. Yeah, I think that's going to be obviously a big thing to look at. It also gives you an opportunity, depending on who is in charge of the defense next year. You know, if you hire an offensive guy, then they bring in a defense coordinator. Schematically, though, man, I think a lot of these pieces, particularly in the front seven, really fit what Ryan Nielsen wanted to do. And so I look at it from that perspective as well, of saying, hey, if you want trade pieces, like there's some guys that are, you know, that are pretty good young players that you might think about, hey, you fit really good in Ryan Nielsen's defense. Do you want to talk to the Jags about that? And don't forget this. Now you've got a defense that's got to turn around and learn their their third system in three years. That's, that's, that's rough. It's rough. It's, it's not rough. easy, right? Got to uh, figure out the secondary as well. There's a number of guys that obviously you're – you got to make decisions contractually well, get, about guys in the back end as well. So. I think you got three guys you know should be there next year. Well, Jesse Bates. Clark Phillips. Clark Phillips. And I think A.J. Terrell. Well, you're there. leaving out DeMarco Helms. He's he's kind of locked in too. So, so, so you got four guys. I mean, I think those you are guys – You have to decide on Hughes, Okuda, yeah. Flowers. I think Hughes is worth bringing back. I thought Mike Hughes played great down the stretch. Richie Grant. Uh, a couple of those guys. All right, uh, we're going to hit the break. Hey, on the other side, we've got to talk about this corner that Todd Bowles has backed himself into. Man, I got questions, all right? And also, we're going to hit a mic'd up. Yesterday, I was uh, using some expletives in traffic, so I'm giving, I'm giving you your top five. I don't want to call them road rage. Top five things that anger me in traffic. That's top five Tuesday. I'm mic'd up. So we'll get Bowles. We'll get mic'd up. It's the morning shift. It's Mike. It's Squidbilly coming up on the other side. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Getting your day started Go ahead. with the morning shift. Time for the show on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Guy Anthony Worthy. Dang, Mike, I'm 53. I knew who Lil Dicky was. I got something similar. Like I'm some. Uh, I guess I'm just out of touch. Who was it? It's sad to say. It was um, Ecuador man. Uh, told me he's 45 and and know uh, know who Lil Dicky is. And I said, um, good good for you. Yeah. Well, our guy Grady Smoke said he's nothing like Weird Al at all. He's more like Eminem. Now that I'm listening to this. I don't hear any word out to it. And I, but I can't really tell what he's saying. Um, anyway, Sports Radio 92 of the Games, the morning shift, 743. Mike and Squid hanging out with you. Talking all things NFL. Continue to talk about the Falcons coaching search. Oh, real quick, before you get to that, talking about Eminem. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I have to cut you off. Um, you don't have to. I had the We were playing this little chipping game at the party I saw the other night. Sure. And, and I had my hood up because I was in the zone. Jesus. 
and it was, I had a black, I had a little red bobber black hoodie on. Sure. And uh, somebody, I got guys in my group that listen that don't tell you they listen, but they listen more. And they were like, they're like, oh, and they pulled up a picture of Eminem with his hood up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, this is why they call you uh, Squid Shady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Well, it, it might be when you're in the zone in the in the chipping game. When you put your hood up in here, I know that you're half asleep. Well, let me tell you something. I, at no point in that chipping game was I in the zone. Yeah. Because I was Well, there awful. you go. There you go. So and you chipping's were, not my sounds forte. Sounds to me like you were pouting. I asked if we could use a Texas wedge, and they said, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not going to work for this game. Sounds to me like you were pouting. Anyhow, I no, I'm not familiar with little Dicky, but I am going to meet him uh, very, very soon. Um, and that should be interesting because – we don't know anything about one another. So should be a good conversation. We're going to talk a little football. You two, are, fun. you two are Two peas opposite. in a pot. Anyway. Two peas in a pot. Anywho. Uh, we have to talk about Todd Bowles and the craziness surrounding the situation at the end of the Detroit-Tampa game from this past weekend. Now, anybody who watched it, there was immediately social media conversations that came out. Tampa left a timeout on the board. Detroit decides to kneel on it under the 40 seconds at 37, and I don't think – I don't think at that point they understand that, you know, that Tampa has a timeout left. So Tampa decides not to call the timeout, and the game just ends. Had they called a timeout, you get the 25-second clock. Detroit would then be attempting a 49-yard field goal. If they don't hit the field goal, Tampa then is back in possession of the ball, somewhere between the 40 and 50 on on their own end of the field. But one completion and an out-of-bounds might set you up for a field goal. So, Todd Bowles and his press conference was asked about this situation. They already had a field goal and lined up, and it would have been about 12 seconds left on the clock to end the ball game. We weren't going to come back from that. No sense of prolonging the obvious. If I'm a Tampa fan, did I have problems with this answer? Well, they would have, they would have had to, they would have, Tampa, if Detroit misses, right? Detroit, Tampa would have had to score a touchdown and a two point conversion. Sure. But you never quit. Well, that's what I said. You get one pass out of bounds, and you can take a shot at it. Yeah. I mean, it's just. I, I, I'm I'm the weird guy. Are you like this? Like, my team might be losing by, if it's a big game, and we might be losing by. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for the bluegrass miracle. I, I'm, I, yeah. yeah I'm, like, I'm looking I'm for the, the prayer in Jordanaire. Like, I'm looking for all of it. I never quit. I never give up hope. I'll play to the very end. I'm of the, the you same know, way. I'll, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's almost. I'm also I'm I'm a sociopath though because I also watch the other team celebrate a title if my team lost in it I just sit there and watch it I, I can't help it I and it's like I I don't know it, it's something about me but I I I don't I don't like the the prolonging the obvious part um, I I would have rather him just said the game was over we knew it and you know that's it or or not you know we are going to come back from that you don't know Todd Bowles yeah Mike I Evans just have on the I, team. I, I, Look, and I like Todd Bowles. I think he's a good coach. I think he'll he'll you know he'll he'll have a long leash down there, and I think that they'll probably extend Baker Mayfield and do all that stuff for better or worse, whatever you think. But if I'm a Buccaneers fan, I just I have problems with that answer. Bottom line, I have problems with that answer. We I, love our house. Great location, quiet street. Yeah. Okay. I uh. <laughs> is that Todd Bowles? He's trying to settle in down there in Tampa. <laughs> Is Baker Mayfield living at Raymond James like he lived in Cleveland? They might be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is, is, is he still married yeah. to, to that he, girl? They yeah. were in a lightning game the other night. Oh, no kidding. Um, yeah. He's still Good with her. Man, uh, man. Look, it, it it bothers me because I just don't like to give up. Just 
you're not taking the you're not taking the time out with you. It's not, it's not going to carry over the next season. We have an extra one next year if you need it. Just burn it and, and, and play to the very end of the whistle. That being said, Todd Bowles, by far and away, did his best coaching job of his career. The, you know, the, the the problem is, is I think Mike Evans is gone. I don't think Mike Evans goes back there in any way. That 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 ended that ended before the season started with that whole contract thing. So they're going to have to replace him in his production. And I love Chris Godwin, but he's not Mike Evans. There's, there's no Mike Evans. I was going to say, no, I don't he's, know. If there he's is one Mike of Evans. one. I don't know. He's if like there Julio. Is. Julio was one of one. A- A- Antonio so Brown was one of one. Um, you know, he's he he's he's going to go somewhere and get paid on a short term deal and try to win a title. I, I don't blame him. Another one. Um, I don't blame him one bit. All right. So Sunday, I believe it was. I'm usually not a guy who gets any road rage or gets too hot under the collar behind the wheel. I quite literally stay in my own lane. But Sunday I had to put this tweet out because I started building a top five Tuesday for this week. Top five things in traffic that get me upset. Let's hit a mic, though. It's time to rant. Excuse me? It's time to rage. It's time for mic Up. On the morning shift. All right, top five things that get me really angry in traffic i'm not a road rager quite like you like i've, I've been on the phone what? with you when you're in traffic dude no, you get, i'm calm you get you get really heated so uh, i don't know what you're talking about but now you have your hood up and now i'm worried about this show going off the rails because the, the fact that you would think that you're calm behind the wheel is unbelievable can we just admit that you run a little hot you driving and you on twitter is about the same thing to be quite honest with you, oh. you're just able you're just able to communicate with people on Twitter, where the only communication you have is hand signals behind the wheel. No, I, I verbally communicate. <laughs> you talk like they can hear you. That's right. I, you're the kind of guy that would put like a like a scrolling billboard on the front of your car just so you could write messages to somebody else. No, I need that. Have you ever seen the movie The Blues Brothers where they where they're advertising for the concert and they got that big mega right. speaker? Yeah. Tonight only, one yeah. night only, the Blues Brothers. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get this thing cranked off. We'll start off with number five. Number five. Number five. And, and this one's this one's going to be uh, like three and one. All right. Basically going slow in any form. But this one in particular, when somebody pulls out in front of you going slow, when there is literally nobody behind you, why did you pull out in front of me? Why aren't you getting up to speed? And why did you not think that, hey, let me just let this guy go by before I have to make him slam on his brakes and swerve into the left lane? Yeah. Drives me absolutely nuts. Don't can you add the one that where they you change you're in a highway and then you get in front of you you speed up to get in front of you to slow down. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that is one where that's one where I want to bump that, draft. That drives me. I'm just crazy to know. And also the slow guy that uh, has his flashers on in the rain. I, I'm. I'm. Oh, dude. You're the guy they write books about. They make videos about you. Yeah. First there off, Facebook videos about that guy. There are a lot of cars that when you turn your flashers on, it takes away your brake lights, okay? So <laughs> no one can see your moron self driving slow in the rain. If you got a brake, we're going to run right up on in you. Yeah, so gonna... if you want to turn your flashers on, do us all a favor and pull over and sit the little sprinkle shower out. All right. You're telling me you don't get hot? No. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Number four. Number four. This has been much more of a thing, obviously, in the last 10, 12, 15 years. The guy who sits on his phone at the beginning of the line at the red light. Not only that, but he doesn't take off when it goes green. And then when you give him the friendly, uh, when you give you the friendly, like, then he gets mad. Then all of a sudden he takes off and speeds off and peels out. 
Like uh, like you're like you're the problem in this situation. So I have a thing for that. I I lay on the horn, and then I throw my hands up. Yeah. Like you're what telling are you doing? me, you lay on the horn. You yeah. You okay? But you said you're cool, calm, calm and collected behind the wheel. Yeah, I am. All right, let's uh, let's quickly hit it. Never been arrested for that. Number three. Man. Number three. This one happens to me almost every day when I'm leaving work. So you go down Peachtree, right? There's three lanes, but you get to a certain point of Peachtree and it turns into two lanes. But the third lane all the way to the right is right turn only, if this is making sense. So three lanes, but the far right lane is right turn only. Okay. I am turning right. Undoubtedly, there will be a guy that wants to pass up the traffic in the two left lanes. Then he'll get to the very front of the right turn lane and he'll throw his blinker on. And, to be at the and, front of the line. And hold up traffic. And hold up. Not only will he hold up traffic and cut somebody off, but he has now screwed up my route. Now he has screwed up my route where I can turn right on red at that point. Now I have to wait on him to cut somebody off. It's kind of like the guy that uh, you're getting off an interstate and you're going right and it says keep moving. Right. And they stop. Spot on. Spot on. The sign says keep There's a moving. freaking merge lane. It's a merge lane. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, I don't. I, I, I want to keep going on this, but I don't want to give away any of my top two. So let's keep on. Moving. I got another one too. By the way, number two. Number two. This one, to no end, makes my blood boil. When you are merging, you are in a merge lane, getting on 400, 20, whatever it may be. All right, the guy behind you is riding your tail. He decides he is going to cross over the white lines and merge before everybody else because you have not gotten a chance to because you're not going to cross the white line. So he is in such a hurry, he's going to merge before the white line ends, right? So nobody else is merging. That guy's a clown. That guy not only gets over and merges before the white line ends. But then cuts you off. But then cuts you off. Yeah. My God. That happened to me the other day. I thought I was like literally went out of his way not to let me over as I'm trying to merge. There's only one time that's acceptable. And that's if the guy in the lead. If he's headed to the hospital to get his kid, like that's the only time it's successful. Uh, no, acceptable. if the guy in the lead decides that he wants to merge at a speed lower than the speed limit on the actual interstate. Well, there's also a flip side of this one. There's also a flip side. I'm merging. The person behind me goes on the shoulder around me and then wants to cut me off in front of me. That's the other flip side. Oh, I'm like, dude, that's can why we I all just. Truck. Can we all. Zipper technique. Zipper technique. That, Can we all just zipper in on the merge lane? Why does it why does it have to well, be a showdown let at me, the merge lane? Let me tell you something. The the W Sauce, Georgia Hemp, Omaha Steak, AT&T, Chevrolet, Z seventy one, Silverado, we don't put up with that. Yeah. I, I make, I'm the same way. I'm like I'm like Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the super speedway. Mm. I'll make that thing five wide. I'm the same way. And then finally. Number one. Number one, this guy is hated amongst ninety nine point nine percent of Atlantans. The guy who has to go all the way to the front of the exit lane. Uh, let me just specifically, maybe on 285 when you're trying to get on I-20, uh, there's one exit lane. The guy who goes all the way to the front and literally will turn it into like a double exit lane. And he'll cut somebody off and throw his blinker on at the last possible minute and not even really try to merge. He's not even really trying to merge. He's basically saying, I'm creating my own lane on the exit, and I'm getting over, and I will eventually yeah. find a semi-truck, jump over in front of him, and make him slam on his I, I've done that a few times in, in, a, in a pinch. Um, can I add one? 99% of Atlanta hates you. Go can, ahead. Can I add one? Sure. It's bumper to bumper. We're on 285. It's 530 in the afternoon. Everyone is trying to get somewhere, and you think you're special. And There's a lot you, of that going on. And you drive on the uh, the access lane, not the access oh, lane, yeah. but the emergency lane. Dude. And the vroom, 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 vroom. you know what I do? I take my truck and I park it where you can't yeah. get by. 
Can I just tell you, that happened one time. I was living by 85 when the bridge went out on 85, and the traffic obviously was a nightmare after that. Some girl tried to do that, but she ran into a drain. <laughs> I have never felt better in my life about seeing somebody that was going through a bad situation. She was like, let me go through traffic. Boom, boom. Bottomed her car out, knocked the front clip off, the front bumper off, and she was stuck with a tow truck. By the way, if you're law enforcement, I drive a white GMC <laughs> 2500 HD truck. No, you don't. <laughs> You got a wake-up call coming up on the other side of the break. Wake-up call. Maybe you have a traffic situation. Maybe you don't like what Todd Bowles had to say. Or maybe you got thoughts on the Falcons head coaching situation. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. This hour brought to you by Zero Res Smart Lasting Clean. Be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 